Hello and welcome. I'm Cassandra Ray, Spiritual Director of the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. We're a learning center of practical spirituality. This means that we practice and teach spiritual tools for personal and global transformation. So wherever you are on your path, whether you're soaring or struggling, there's a place for you here. We believe that you're surrounded and supported by an infinite loving presence of power and potential. That you are powerful beyond measure and together we awaken to our spiritual magnificence. Our podcast captures a live inspirational message from our gatherings on Sundays in South Surrey. Enjoy. some space up here thank you that was so wonderful Uh we need a lot of love today because we're talking about God (laughs) that's right first Sunday of the new year did I tell you just happy new year I meant to tell you that, but I didn't, and I'm grateful for this new year and this new decade. 
a new day, a new dawn for new possibility. Yes, I like that. I like the, the sound of that. And so we're going to start in the beginning. And I'd like for you to think for a moment, you know, what or who is God? Each one of us has been acculturated and conditioned with a belief about who and what God is. And oftentimes, people actually find their way to our community because they've been hurt by traditional religion and or have some wounding around who and what God is. So oftentimes, we don't even use the word God. Because who knows what's that, what, what that brings up? We don't know what that calls on for people. But today, we're going to talk a lot about who and what God is in honor of redefining, creating a new definition. So I'd actually like each one of you to think about what you learned about God growing up from your family, from your school, from your friends, from your church, from whatever experience you had, what did you learn about God? And the reason why I want you to think about this, and not even not just now, I want you to take it into your week, into your journaling, physically write it down, because when we don't shine the light of consciousness on something, we can inadvertently carry things forward that we might not even believe anymore. So it behooves us to pay attention to who and what God is. So I thought I'd tell you a little bit about what I learned about God as a child. Many of you know already that I grew up in an evangelical, uh, fundamental uh, Baptist church. And it wasn't just church. It was everything. You know, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, and then eventually I went to private Christian school from uh, fourth grade through eighth grade. It was the center of our family and the center of my life for many years. And I learned that God was a guy, right? He was he, he was a he, male, lived up in the sky, and he certainly had no use for women. <laughs> and he sat up there on a throne as a king, and he looked down upon us peons and judged. So I grew up to be afraid of that judgment, right? Like, 
I better not do anything wrong. He's watching me. You know, the fear, the wrath of God. And kind of embedded in that belief was also this this message of you as a person are imperfect, you're broken, and you need this salvation in order to be fixed. You know, I, I could, I could really like be with that as a child, because as a child, there's a certain innocence to you. But as soon as I hit puberty, I was like, what are these people talking about? As soon as I could start to think for myself, and I started to realize that there was so much misogyny and so much harmful beliefs toward women. And that's what I was becoming. I was becoming a woman. And for, for you to tell me I was inherently wrong and the fall of all humanity was my fault, I was just like, no, no. It made me angry. And I got very angry about it. And I wondered why other people weren't more angry. And, you know, we definitely learned in my childhood that women were not allowed to be pastors. That's what we called it. They were not allowed to be pastors. They were not allowed to be teachers. They were not allowed to be deacons. You could be a deacon's wife. <laughs> they had some special clout in the community. Women could teach children, but not grown men. And I, I thought that it was pretty average. I lived in a pretty average, you know, I thought, I thought everyone believed, you know, we didn't dress funny. We could wear makeup and cut our hair, but we couldn't teach. You know, we weren't like, I, I didn't realize at the time that we were evangelical fundamentals, right? I just thought, this is who we are. But that anger took me really far from what I, I was like, if that's God, I'm not having anything to do with him. Yeah. Gosh. So how did I get here then? You have to come back another time. Because <laughs> I'm not talking about it today. Um, but I will say that, that it is part of each one of our like job as we grow up to determine who and what God is for us. And I, I love the definition of God put forth by the science of mind philosophy. It helped me uh, re-engage. It helped me be like, oh, okay, 
If that's who God is, then I'm down with that. <laughs> I could do that. <coughs> so, the, so I'm going to talk a little bit now about the, the science of mind definition of God. And, and God, we, we think of God in three aspects, like three dimensions of God. Now, we think it in three parts so that we can understand. Honestly, though, truly, who and what God is is probably beyond human comprehension. But we do our best with what we have to understand. So in these three parts, the first one is God as spirit. God as spirit. Spirit is this universal presence of love. It is also something we call first cause, because God as spirit is the source of all there is. And so we also, we also imagine God as pure consciousness. Right, this infinite intelligence where all life comes from. That's the, the first aspect and dimension of God. God is spirit. This second aspect is God as the creative medium, which is this universal law Oftentimes, in science and mind communities, we just refer to it as the law. This is the creative law of mind. That is what this second part is, because God as the creative medium is this universal mind. So I always like to think one mind, many, many brains. So each one of us is a part of this one mind, which actually is this third aspect of God, because this third aspect is God as all physical manifestation. That everyone and everything is an individual expression of this one presence of God. So each one of us here is an expression of God. Even the people we don't like. <clears throat> I use that to help me have compassion, right? This too is God in front of me. How might I connect with God in front of me right now? So. All forms of the physical universe, seen and unseen, that's God. It's kind of in the same way as, you know how, gosh, someone's going to correct me here, please do, jump in. It's kind of like how each one of us is made up of these cells. Right? You, you don't really see the proton, neutron. What's the other one? Neutron. Is that right? Proton, neutron, nuclei, electron. Yes. 
we don't like see those, right? But if you were to like microscopically look really close, each one of us has those. We're all made up of those. But then when you pull back and you look at each one of us, we look so different, right? We look so unique. That's, the, that's God, right? Each cell is God. And yet when you put them all together, it happens in this like magical, harmonious way where all of a sudden we're an individual expression of the same thing. And what's so beautiful about that is there is no hierarchy in that. So there is no men are smarter than women in there, right? There is no any one person is more powerful than another person because we're all made of the same stuff. Like this science of mind teaching has helped me heal so much of the gender conditioning I got in my upbringing. And it continues to. And I continue to find the divine beauty in my gender. And that that's something to be proud of and not something to be ashamed of. It's not something that's less than. It's God. So when we put it all together, the universal spirit operates through the universal mind, and we are surrounded by this creative medium which receives the impress of our thoughts and acts upon them. All people, all beings, all form of life are expressions of God. That's what we mean when we say God here. Ernest Holmes, who's the thought leader who wrote the book that we teach from, that I'll be teaching from this next, this starting this month. I love this class so much because it's where we really determine who and what God is for us and then how to tap into that creative power and make a difference in our own life. I've taught it a number of times, and I realized that one of my intentions in that class is to empower people to decide for themselves. Because the most wisdom you have is right inside of you. Right here, right here, and right here in the gut. Your intuitive center. Because you know and together we get to explore and discover it. So I want to read you a quote from the power of oh, this thing called you. It's from the book, This Thing Called You. Ernest Holmes says, when you use the word God, you mean the power that creates everything, that gives life to everything. When you say, all things are possible, you mean that the power which created the planets is now operating in your affairs, 
in and through everything you do. Your faith in it clears your mind of fear and uncertainty and provides a channel through which the power may work for you. There is nothing this power cannot do for you if you learn how to use it. It is impossible for it to fail. Well, I like that definition of faith. Faith in the, fa in the power that creates everything and that I can use it and tap into it. Not only for my good, but for the good of my community. Yes. Yes, please. And yes, please, let's do this together. <coughs> so now is the time when you get to ask questions. And I really wanted to make sure we had plenty of time for this. Because there's some good questions around who and what is God, right? So who's first? Yes. Could you repeat that in press? Absolutely. I got it written down right here. The universal spirit operates through a universal mind. We are surrounded by this creative medium which receives the impress of our thoughts and acts upon them. That's putting it all together. Who's next? Diane, hold on one second. We'll go next, right after Rita. If I get to understand who God is, I will be blessed. Ah. Rita said, if I get to understand who God is, I will be blessed. Yeah, absolutely. This understanding comes with a blessing. Did you hear what Kathleen said? Kathleen said, you're God. <laughs> That's not for your ego. No, not at all. It's for your heart, for your essence. That's where God lives. And Diane. Um, what I, I just want to add is, for me, it was not because I've been brought up Catholic and the gods. It was the God separated from me. Yeah. Having this feeling that God is out there, yeah. not in heaven or not, but that is not connected to me. So work for me to do and still do mm -hmm. is that there is no separation. Yes. God is here right now, present, or source, whatever name I feel comfortable, but it's, it's right there now. 
Yes. Absolutely. Well said, Diane. Thank you. No, you might not have heard her, so I'm going to tell you. Diane said that she learned God is separate, out there. Not inside of us, but out there. And that her path is remembering that there is no separation, that God is right here, inside, and continuing to remember that and to deepen that knowing of God isn't out there. God is right here inside of me. Yes? I think sometimes, uh, no, I know many times that people forget to listen. Mm. And just being quiet mm-hmm. and listening. Mm-hmm. And you can hear yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is yes. Yes. Remind me your name. Maureen. Maureen says, sometimes we forget to listen because God's speaking. Speaking to us and guiding us every moment, all the time. And we can take the time to tune into that. I want to tell you a little bit about how I came back to God, how God called me home. And part of it is exactly what Maureen is saying. You know that experience that I had as a child and and as an adolescent, it created a ton of feelings that I didn't know how to deal with especially later on when it created anger and hurt and pain, I didn't know how to handle those emotions, so I saved them for later. And they just piled up over my heart, disconnecting me from my heart and from my intuition. Finally, when I got to a breaking point, I had a health crisis that said, hey, if you don't do something, if you don't change, uh, you're not going to make it. So I got the help I needed to address all those fears, all those feelings, all the pain. And I could start to take apart that conditioning. And when I got down to more of my heart and my intuition, boom, there's God, right? There's God. And I started meditating, and I certainly didn't even call it that at the time, but I started meditating, and I started listening, and I started to feel this presence within me and have a relationship with it. And it was many months later, if not even years, I I woke up one day and I was like, oh, that's God. (laughs) I think I believe in God now. That's what I said. I remember saying it in, in my coaching session with my coach. I think I believe in God now. And she's like, I'm so glad you realized that because I've known it for a long time. (laughs) 
She could see it in me, but I couldn't see it in myself. And I didn't know I got to decide who and what God is. I thought there was only one version. It was the version I was taught. And if I didn't believe that version, then God did not exist. Okay, one last funny bit. You know what I used to say right before I was still atheist, before my process really started? I used to say, with such disdain too, oh, was on my righteous self. I used to say, God only exists in the minds of the believers. <laughs> Which is really funny because what do we teach? <laughs> One mind. I guess it was my own foreshadowing <laughs> of what was to come. And what a journey it's been. Oh, let's take it in. Let's take it in at a, at a cellular level. If you close your eyes for just a moment. Just taking a moment to, to connect with that inner presence of love, of strength, of support, of wisdom. How good it is to know that it is eternal, infinite, always present, always giving. And so I take a moment to remember that all my needs are always met. That God is always right where I am and all around. And so I take this moment to remember that I am safe. I am safe in my body. I am safe in my mind. I am safe in my heart. And as I live and breathe and embody this universal truth, I claim it for each person present here now. That each one is safe, loved, protected, guided to the highest and best expression of their soul. How good it is to see and reflect the brilliance of God as each one here. How good it is to feel the love, to open to that love and to let it have me. To share that love generously and abundantly. I give great thanks for each one who has shown up today to this message, to this truth, knowing that it is absolutely done in the mind of God. Each one is blessed and a blessing on their way to untold gifts. I just celebrate it all, releasing it into that creative medium, knowing it says, yes, I let it be. And so it is. Mm -hmm. <sighs> <laughs>
Hey, thanks for tuning in. We're supported 100% by your generous contributions. If you found value in this episode, please give online at csl-whiterock.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter so that you'll be notified of future episodes as well as ways to connect, learn, and grow. Thank you and abundant blessings on your path.